Jesus, please take us from this grandstand world. It's time we got into the game. Security is festering. I'm contented to my shame. I think that I have got it made. I'm about to win the game. Though there's no bump upon my path, I'm down upon my knees to ask you, Lord, to cure me of my satisfied disease. Lord, you do not have to wince. I know that you must lead. I feel a hunger in my heart. You are my only need. Embrace me now. Don't leave me here so satisfied and fat. Show me what you want with me. Don't leave me here like that. My pride thinks everything is fine. There's nothing left to do. My pride thinks I'm so very kind. No need to think of you. My pride is giving me a pain. I'm asking for the cure. My pride is driving me insane. I need your love so pure. Just one more thing I'd like to say. My life is very good. I'm doing all I'm supposed to do. I'm doing what I should. But deep inside's a hunger only you can satisfy. Oh Lord, I ask you, hear my prayer. Oh Lord, please hear my cry. Break me, break me. I need to be repaired. Break me, break me. Oh Lord, I know you care. Break me, break me. So at last I'll understand. Break me, break me. Don't leave me as I am. How can I serve you, Lord, unless I'm free from my own ways? How can I serve you, Lord, unless the life I built is raised? Break me. Break me. Oh, Lord, please break me. Break me now. Special thanks to Jason Shaw for his tune, Pilots of Stone, found at audionautics.com. Just a normal day, getting out of bed, dealing with the thoughts that fly all through my sleepy head. Got to brush my teeth, get ready for the day. Oh Jesus, how I want you so, please show to me the way. Jesus, be within my day. Help me see your shining face in everyone, show me your grace. Oh, Jesus, all I want to say. Please be within my day. Got to take a trip to the grocery store. Deep within my heart, though, how I'm needing so much more. Picking up the fish. Picking up the bread 
Jesus, how I need your every thought all through my head. Jesus, be within my day. Help me see your shining face in everyone. Show me your grace. Oh, Jesus, all I want to say. within my day When I go to work or when I go to play It doesn't really matter much as long as I can say You're my everything Jesus, you're my all Jesus, I have heard your word Oh yes, I have heard your call Help me see your shining face in everyone show me your grace oh Jesus all I want to say please be within my day help me see your shining face in everyone show me your grace oh Jesus all I want to say My name is Balaam. I am a fortune teller of old. King Balak has asked me to curse a large group of people who are encamped in his land. The king knows my reputation of being very good with both blessings and cursings. When I bless people, they stay blessed. And when I curse people, they bump into walls trip over shoes, their toothbrush handle breaks off, and more. I'm very good. Whatever I choose to do through my power, I can do it. Strangely, when the king of Moab, Balak, asked me to curse these people who had invaded his land, I was totally willing to, but I couldn't. I knew they were God's chosen people. When Balak sent some of his reps to my house to ask me to come to his palace, they brought me promises of enticing gifts if I would curse them. But I couldn't. I asked them to stay the night and I checked with the Lord to see if there was any way I could, but in the morning, I had to tell them to go back to the king empty-handed. I really wanted to curse these Israelites encamped there, but because they were a blessed people, the Lord said, No. It infuriates me. Next, the king sent princes to try and entice me to cooperate. They were authorized to give me even more stuff. Plus, they'd see to it that I got a higher status. Come on, God, I pleaded. 
Just let me do one small curse, please. I asked the latest princes to stay the night in hopes I'd get an okay from the Lord, but that night the Lord repeated that the Israelites were not to be cursed. The Lord said I could go with the princes, though, if I waited until they called me. But I didn't want to wait. I saddled up my donkey and called on them. Let's go. I'm thinking maybe God will change his mind when I get there. Suddenly my donkey acted very strange. He veered off the road. I was so focused on the cool stuff I might get for my curses, the mammon, that I did not tolerate my animal's behavior. I did not want anything to get in my way. I beat my donkey until he got back on the road, and then he veered again, and this time crushing my foot against a wall, the nerve of that donkey. I beat him again. The worldly riches I could have are going through my mind. What is this donkey doing? He's deliberately forcing me to think of him, the nerve. Next, the donkey laid down. This was the final straw. I beat him with my stick, but horror of horrors, the donkey began to speak to me. He turned to me in anguish and asked me if in all the many years I've had him, had he ever behaved this way before? I tell him no, but I was talking to a donkey here. I looked around to see if anyone was watching me or if I was on some reality show or something. The donkey continued by telling me he doesn't deserve the beatings I'm giving him. In my mind, I know he deserved the beatings I was giving him. He was veering from the path I had directed him to go. He is a beast of burden who is to follow only my commands. He was not doing that. Suddenly, appearing before me, I see the reason the donkey has been straying from the path. The angel of the Lord, sword drawn, is before me. Oh, shoot. Oh, man. I'm in trouble now. Let's see. I think humbleness is always best in situations like this. I'll be humble and throw myself before him. I hope he buys it. So that's what I did. I told him I'd sinned and asked him if he wanted me to go back home. He said I came close to being slain by him if it hadn't been for the donkey. I'd be mincemeat by now. That did not paint a pleasant picture for me. I looked at my donkey and petted his head. Nice donkey, I said. Thanks for your help, I smirked, pretending to mean it. So what do you want me to do? I asked the Lord. He said that I could go on to see the king, but I must say only what he tells me and nothing more. Okie dokie, I told him. I still hoped that the Lord would change his mind, though, before I got to the king's palace. 
if there was any way I could have the prizes they were offering me, I'd take them. So at the king's palace, I had to tell him that I could not curse those intruders because they are blessed. God won, and I lost. This story from Numbers 22, told through Balaam in first person, covers many things. We see Balaam's obstinate attitude and hardened heart, only wanting to serve himself and obtain his glory and his mammon. We see the Lord, who simply must get his attention, first causing a simple beast of burden, the donkey to be able to speak, but then opening Balaam's eyes, revealing himself with sword brandished. In the above story, Balaam was quite skeptical as well as faking humbleness. Two things. Number one, God needed to let King Balak know these people camped on his land were blessed, and despite Balaam's self-interest, God's needs took priority over Balaam's selfish needs. Number two, God knows when we are faking humbleness and do not have eager and pure hearts craving for Him. There is nothing we can say or do while we have a defiled heart filled with pride of self that can make an impression on God. We may think we are on the road to heaven, but we seriously strive for mammon, worldly recognition and worldly riches. And we love to control others by our curses and by our blessings. We may not even be aware that we reside in that unholy city, having usurped God, where we are opportunists, seeking our treasures from our defiled heart's point of view, then receiving those treasures, but not being satisfied somehow. How can the walls we've built up that consist of pride that make us macho men and macho women be torn down? How can we become sensitive and vulnerable, humble and open, loving and kind? Our hearts must desire to be made over by God, and as we seek first His kingdom, this will be done. We have bits and pieces of Balaam and King Balak dwelling in us. God makes everything a parable that can be used to help us obtain a pure heart, help us seek only after treasures that will not deteriorate, help us allow our thick walls to come down so that God can heal us and nurture us into someone who is more like Him, helping us be perfect even as our Heavenly Father is perfect. King Balak in us is very concerned about this invasion of holiness. He finds the children of God repulsive and desires to rid himself of this infestation on his land. We can learn from this personality that God placed in the Bible. We can welcome the children of God, despite the world's opinion of holiness and make a place for them to reside in our hearts. Balaam in us loves to be in charge. He loves mammon. He loves power. He wants to bargain with God. He is often asleep 
wrapped up in mammon and pride, unaware of the wonderful gifts, the fruit of the Spirit, that are ready to ripen and be distributed by Christ through our hearts to a dying world. We can deny both King Balak and Balaam a home in our souls if we can see them. Jesus says what we pray believing will come true, so let us pray that we stop fooling ourselves and learn to see ourselves for what we are so that we might be purified as God wants us to be and gradually be more like Him. God's Son died for us, eliminating our sins. He is our Lord and Savior. We must allow Him to be Lord for us and allow Him to save us from ourselves, our pride, and our impure hearts that desire treasures that do not satisfy. Therefore, the Word, the Bible, is here, and therefore Jesus, the Living Word, is here. Focus only on Him and allow Him and His Word to catapult us out of the strange and unsatisfying entanglements this world continues to offer us. Say goodbye to King Balak if he resides within. He only wants to defeat the children of God, and he will use any means to do that. Say goodbye to Balaam if he resides within. He only wants to manipulate people and accumulate worldly things. He does not really have much interest in serving God, though he may pretend to have some interest. If he does, it will be only for his own gain. Say goodbye to all these characteristics that may reside within and say hello to Jesus Christ, who will burn up the dross, the impurities that are defiling our hearts. We can do this because God says with Him all things are possible. But we don't want all things. We only want Him. God has simplified the whole process through His Son, Jesus Christ. All we need to do is totally rely on Him. Do not waste another minute striving after other things. Ask Jesus to come into your heart right now. He will gladly do this. Now is a great time to repent of trying to be in control of your situation instead of submitting to the will of God. If you agree, pray this prayer with your whole heart. Father God, I repent of compromising for the sake of my foolish and worldly desires. I am sorry for trying to act against your supreme will for my own selfish interests. Forgive me for trying to manipulate you to gain mammon for myself. Humble me, O Lord. I want you to be in full control of every aspect of my life, and I want no part of any rebellion against you. I thank you for showing me the truth and giving me another chance to do what is right. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus, please take us from this grandstand world It's time we got into the game We 
You're so tired of this grandstand world where feelings never seem to change. Sometimes this world seems so unjust. I think we'll find, I hope we'll find that through your mind, the sidelines aren't for us.